Yeah. Like, I, I have no actual personal vendetta against Quentin Tarantino, no. but I did love, I love seeing him brutalized, especially <laughs> because just before he is brutalized by vampires in the titty twister, he's being so gross. Oh my God. There's so many points at this movie where he's just so gross. And it like, yes, it is the character, but there's the goddamn foot thing. Mission Recall listeners, I'm Oriana Schwint. And I'm Steve Parkers. And we're back after getting COVID. Both of us. And feeling like the living dead for, uh, you know, a period of time. We went through our own little titty twister <laughs> of the last couple of weeks. I uh, went on a work trip and came home and brought my lovely wife a gift of COVID. Literally just in time for my birthday. How sweet. Yeah, it was my little gift to you. Uh, straight from fucking Newark. Newark, New Jersey. Here's, the indignity. <laughs> here is a communicable disease for you. <laughs> At least it was COVID. <laughs> True. Oh, those, there's some other stuff too I've been meaning to tell you. Anyway, we're so back. we're back. I, I, there's been no disruption in, in the episode. Because we're professionals. Because I'm fucking professional. But... This actually, that didn't really factor into the the choice of the movie that we're about to talk about, but you can pretend it did. I don't know. What factored in was it was the first one we saw. Yeah, and I was like, oh, 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 I loved that movie. Like, or not loved as in like, it's good. I think this is interesting, though, because... So often I'm the one who's like, oh, this movie, awesome. And you're like, oh, I saw it once on cable. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, it's fucking sick. And our roles have been reversed for this one. They sure have. Although I have will say... Have we actually said the name of the movie yet? No, we haven't. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> we are talking about Robert Rodriguez's 1996 vampire schlock movie, from dusk till dawn. Mm-hmm. Probably not a super obvious choice. No. But it is one where, I don't know, I was really into George Clooney in yeah. the 90s. It's funny because I remember when you first told me a long time ago, actually, like, oh, I really like from dusk till dawn. I was kind of like, what? what? And then seeing Clooney in it is like, oh. That's, that's why. Yeah. That's why. It all makes sense now. Like because it's know. a it's a schlocky gory it's so schlocky not my usual just at all although one nice thing about it is almost all of the bad people who really deserve to die die, die. like Clooney escapes spoilers yeah. Clooney's <laughs> character you know does live because it's you can't kill George Clooney he's unkillable uh, unless it's burn after reading I guess. Oh, wait no he lives no, he, in that he lives. he lives in that it's brad pitt who brad, gets shot well, yeah, in the brad head. Kid, he does get shot in the head by george clooney yeah yeah he doesn't die in a lot of stuff that's interesting he's simply too good looking he's the anti sean bean yeah oh my god that's really funny hmm. huh anyway yeah an interesting movie because and again like this seems like the sort of movie i would have remembered yeah. very fondly yeah. it's gory there are boobs there's so many Selma boobs. hayek's dancing with a snake 
Like it's very sexy. It's sexy, and it's also got that rude, crude '90s Tarantino. Very, oh my god! Dialogue. It's yeah. So so this was directed by Robert Rodriguez from a screenplay by Tarantino, and oh boy, is it a Tarantino screenplay! It honestly feels almost like a parody of it a Tarantino kind of does. screenplay. It's so over the top and. Interestingly, it's. I wonder how much was changed in editing because Tarantino's uh, plots are usually pretty tight. Like he usually yeah. keeps a pretty and good th- lid on. And there usually is one. And there is one. There's usually several. Yeah, it's usually a big part of the movie is like, look how labyrinthine this plot yeah, is. Things are happening. Uh, and this one is just like, I don't know, some shit happens for a couple hours. It, it's a very stressful hangout movie. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of. Well, that's that's well described. <laughs> It is it is Shaggy Dog, but with a really big of like gore budget. Yeah, yeah. The prosthetics it, look great. They look great. What I love about this is that the vampires all look different. Yeah, they all manifest the vampirism, vampirism, vampirism. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, in different ways mm-hmm. uh everyone everyone looks a little different all the actors get to have like the main actors get to have their own kind of look spin on things salma yeah. hayek is like a lizard alien Why is she a lizard? <laughs> i don't so know weird i don't know if she chose that i like to think that they had like input maybe yeah maybe that she's like hey fun. what if i was a lizard and they're like you're salma hayek you can be whatever whatever you want. as long as you stick your foot into quentin's mouth do you want to talk about that well, first, let's describe like very, very basic. There is not a lot of plot to this movie, but in case you need a refresher, like George Clooney and Quentin Tarantino, because yes, he acts in this as well. He sure does. If you, I guess, produce the movie, if you put up the money for the movie, you can just say, no, I'm going to act in this. Well, we'll and, circle back to why he chose this role yes. and probably how he got the movie funded. Yeah, and you know, I did forget exactly how much Quentin is in this and how I deeply do, unpleasant. I remember him being a creep. I really yeah. think I've only seen this once before. Oh wow, that uh, is But I do remember him being a creep and the stuff with the bank teller. Like I, that part I remember pretty clearly. Yeah, uh, which is upsetting. Yeah, so the, the, the they're the Gecko brothers and they do crimes and. Quentin has broken George Clooney out of jail and they, you know, have robbed a bank and need to get over the border into Mexico. And to do that, they take a family hostage in the family's RV. It's a mom or sorry. No, there is. It's, there there's no specifically mom. is no mom. The there's, one person the you one should person. have not said. <laughs> there is a dad mm-hmm. and two children. And uh, so they have to take the Gecko brothers over the border and then wait with the Gecko Brothers for Clooney's contact at a bar called the, the Titty Twister. And it turns out uh, the Titty Twister is run by vampires, played by hot Hispanic actors, mm-hmm. and chaos ensues. Yeah. And Quentin Tarantino's character dies way too late in the movie yeah, for my liking. At least he does die, but yeah. I do. I, I will say I really enjoy the violence visited upon his character mm. at several points in the movie. He does get the shit kicked out of him. Gets the shit kicked out of him. He gets, you know, his hand gets shot and stabbed and, stabbed, and you know, he his own brother knocks him out because yeah. Jesus Christ, Dude, he's, a, luna- he's a lunatic. He's, he's gonna a- get them all. It's like, it feels at points as though like, did they did the actor playing Ramsey Snow on Game of Thrones like 
<laughs> take some inspiration from yeah, this. Yeah, it feels like it because he's obnoxious. He's so obnoxious. And I know it's like, of course, uh, that's, that's the, the point. point. Of course. Uh, but Tarantino's one of those people where he shouldn't be in your movie at all. But if you must, if it's like a prerequisite of being funded, yeah, right. you know, like something like what he did in uh, Pulp Fiction, where he shows up for a scene, mm. that's more than enough. And boy, that scene has aged like a <laughs> like milk. At least left no in one the says sun. the n word in this movie. It's kind of amazing. There's plenty of like casual. There's racism. lots of lo- lots of casual racism, but all those people die. They're that's not true. good people. Yeah. like. You know, I'm not going to say it's like amazing that it happens, but it is like these are shitty people. Yeah, and it is that kind of 90s casual racism uh, that was just in everything. It sure was. Uh, so, you know, nothing too surprising there. But yeah, no N word. Kind of amazing, actually. I, lots of lots of lots of S words. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. But, There's plenty uh, of that. but I guess because Rodriguez uh, is of Mexican-American descent. Uh, yeah, I'm sure. Allowed. You know, I'm not going to gatekeep who, no <laughs> who gets to have that said in their movies i i don't care but it is yeah it's maybe the only movie he's written where there's just i no... think it was literally up until um once upon a time in hollywood that's the first movie of his that didn't no one said it wow i'm pretty sure because yeah there's i'm i think there's plenty of it in hateful eight and that was oh, the God. last yeah movie i'm before. sure yeah so uh wow it only and took it, I, 30 this all years. Sounds, like, it is funny. Like, I, I don't hate Quentin Tarantino. I, like, there's several of his movies that I really, really like. He's a very good filmmaker. But uh, he is... You, you heard it here first, he is folks. He is a filmmaker's filmmaker, and I think that's why he just doesn't have a lot of life experience outside of filmmaking. Yeah, that's, we were talking about this, uh, and I guess this is sort of a digression I expected to have later, but like... Oh, whoops. No, it's fine. Um... I really like Once Upon a Time in Hollywood because it feels uh, like a personal movie. Which yeah, it is has not, like a real point of view. It has a point of view. It kind of has like something to say other than like, hey, remember this cool, cool shit from yeah. the 70s? I'm doing it again. Yeah. And I'm going to do the best possible version of it. Like, and that's great. Like, That can you know, be really fun. Though He's done some really I fun I really love Inglorious Bastards. I do too. It's just like, it's all aesthetics and that can be great. Um, but it's, I think, a reason why he's never been my favorite director, just because I've never been able to connect on an emotional level mm-hmm. with his movies. Yeah. Up until Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. And even then, like, I, it's not my life experience. Right. But I recognize that it is a, a life, life experience. experience. And it is, you know, observed. Yeah. And, it's yeah. well observed. It's the performances are great. It's kind of like a version of LA that doesn't actually exist and never, never did but, but like you kind of wish it did like this would be a cool version of LA yeah. so anyway yeah once upon a time in Hollywood it's pretty good it's good and <laughs> like I, I have no actual personal vendetta against Quentin Tarantino no. but I did love I love seeing him brutalized especially <laughs> because just before he is brutalized by vampires in the titty twister he's being so gross. Oh my god! There's so many points at this movie where he's just so gross, and it like yes, it is the character, but there's the goddamn foot thing. You know, I guess one thing you can say about Tarantino is that he's never been shy about the foot thing. No, but it's weird because like he's not directing this fucking movie. It does make me wonder. 
how uh, much yeah how much influence he had in the funding and did he kind of hold them hostage in a way and just right? say like all right i'm gonna play this character because i see that you've written in that he you know has a this scene with selma hayek i want that scene and i've got some notes I have some notes on that scene. It was probably just like a lap dance in the early draft. Probably. Anyway, what happens is she pours tequila down her leg and, and he sucks it off of her foot, and off of her toes. absolutely disgusting. And it's, like, it's horrifying. It's funny because it's peak Selma Hayek. That's a very sexy move. So and then, gorgeous. And then it is just like the most off-putting thing. Just like, how did you make Selma Hayek right? disgusting? And I, know, I know that's... Point. I'm point. presuming that that is the point. I think it is. But it's just so foul. It's so gross. And it's so gross. You pointed out, like, you know, if that had just been Clooney's character, it would have been sexy as shit. Truly. Like, I, I don't know if that's some kind of double standard or whatever. It's oh, not sure. just like a looks thing, though. It's a vibe thing. Like oh, terrible vibes. Terrible vibes. Yeah. Clooney's just always got, like, yes, I whatever you want, man. Like, you're going to be chill about it and sexy one thing i appreciate about clooney in this movie is he was just starting to understand his goofball energy Mm because he plays like a badass he plays like this tough guy yeah uh and the like the tattoo is very oh my god the tattoo is so silly quick digression it really he's got these like like tribal tattoo they're they're tribal ish uh and they're like spite they almost look like black flames yeah. in, a, in a way is black flame stripe type shit and it looks like it's been applied by sharpie that morning yeah it's <laughs> it's really bad uh but like that's the character you know i think again probably in an earlier draft before they had cast him that was mm. gonna be some big tough guy character and i think clooney you know, later on in like Ocean's Eleven and Oh Brother Where Art Thou, he finds his goofball. Yeah, even even as Jack Foley and Out of Sight, which yeah. I think we will yeah, do, we do for need to this. Do that. I love Out of Sight. Um, he, you see moments of it, like flashes of it, mm-hmm. like when he gets punched in the face. Yeah, his face punch reaction is it's a really plus. Good. He's really good at that, and like. I love that he embraced that and ran with it mm-hmm. for his career. He's yeah. always been a goofball. Yeah. And I think that's what makes him so charming. And you can just see it peeking through here. Like, oh, yeah. actually, I'm going to be funny. Yeah. I'm going to be fun. Yeah. I like, you know, the exasperation, the character is often exasperated in yeah. this. But when he gets to be goofy exasperated is when it really works. Yeah. And I think it is, there's something about the charm of like, Someone who is that good looking, but clearly doesn't take themselves too seriously. That's like, okay, you you know, we may not be on the same playing field (laughs) in terms of like you looking like that, but but we can... You're calling me out? No, I... No, I know. (laughs) (laughs) You may not look like George Clooney. Yeah, I know. We all don't look like George Clooney, but you can hang. Right? Like, he's, you can hang with him. He has the energy of a a guy who would hang out with you at the, at the barbecue, you know, and chill with you. You know, it's the classic, like a guy to have a beer with energy. Yeah. Uh, 
he definitely has that. Like, it feels like if you were hanging out with Clooney, he'd make you feel at ease. Yeah. Even as he just looks like George Clooney at you, it would be okay. You'd be comforted and like... Yeah, you. he would know how to have a conversation with yeah. you, I yeah. think. That's the energy he exudes. I have no mm-hmm. idea if that's what he's actually I think like. I've, uh, it's always hard to tell because when people are being interviewed, obviously they're putting on yeah. at least some, yeah. some of a show. But like from the people I have heard who have interviewed him, where they were like... Yeah, it's a pretty chill experience. Like It seems like it. Uh, yeah, and whether that's an act or not, uh, he's nailed it. And he's very you good know, at it. It's... And yeah, he's great in this. Uh, and it is nice when, when Tarantino dies. God, it's so, it's Ooh, so satisfying. Relief. Both times, yeah. because he comes back as a vampire. Briefly. At least Briefly. it's pretty quick. And you're like, no, no, please, please. Him, no more of this. No more of this. Uh, yeah, it's a, you know... Tarantino aside, though, this is a pretty solid cast. Oh, it's so good. Harvey Keitel is the dad. And like you said, a little underrated. Like a pretty mm-hmm. pretty good, like subdued performance. Yeah, I like Harvey Keitel has had so many amazing performances. It's not like this is like his best one, but it is a very good performance yeah. in a movie that like is so over the top and his understated grieving preacher yeah. is honestly fantastic yeah he, he's great uh you've got juliette lewis being juliette lewis <laughs> in the 90s you needed a, a like midwesterny type teen you needed like a gen x midwestern teen who's got a little bit of attitude but a heart not of gold. too much you get juliette, you get lewis. juliette lewis claire danes is busy yeah she's she's on the show on abc uh <laughs> and linda cardellini is new jersey yeah, she's a little more acerbic, mm-hmm. just a, a little meaner, yeah. but also heart of gold. Yeah. And then, oh gosh, well, I mean, Selma Hayek, like we said, Tom Danny Savino. Trejo. Tom Savino is Sa- in this. Savini? Oh, yes. yes. Tom Savini. Tom Savini is in it. Uh, Being, and- He's fantastic. I One ding against this movie, I will say, is that it takes too long to get to the bar. Yeah. You've got Fred Williamson, Tom Savini, uh, and then Clooney and Keitel and Juliette Lewis. So you've got like this core group who's great together. They actually have like a nice chemistry, but you don't get them for you don't, so yeah, long. For so long. And there is this weird kind of exposition dumpy type scene that has come after the first and really major assault in the bar that like wipes out all of the humans in the bar, except for our little core group of what, uh, five, five, thereabouts around that six six but what is a bummer is we don't really get to see them interact for too long together we don't get to see them like formulate a plan to to kill the vampires like tom savini gets bit pretty quickly and transforms and then bites fred williamson and it's kind of sad uh because tom savini is so good and has this really likable energy to him you know he First of all, we meet him and he's popping out a gun that's on his his dick. Yeah. Yeah. Why not? Really great. Really fun. And he just keeps that energy. But like he's clearly like a good guy. (laughs) He seems like his his name is Sex Machine. Yeah. Uh, But he's clearly like a chill, cool dude. And Fred Williamson is too and goes on a whole thing about how he was in Vietnam. Because again, like you said with Tarantino, like he has no real experiences. So he's just like, like, what are tough guys? What's their background? What would cause them to be tough? Yeah. But like it, I do wish this movie 
had been restructured where like 20 minutes, it takes 20 minutes to get to the bar, Yep, you know, to get to kidnap the family, get Mm -hmm. to the bar, maybe skip that whole part in the beginning with the sheriff. And yeah, as much as we love John Hawks, we don't, we don't need that. that. It is interestingly like structured, like an episode of television or like a couple episodes of television where like we have our cold open, which is the whole big scene with the Gecko brothers. They've taken two random girls hostage at a convenience store and and then they run away. Uh, Yeah, nothing ever really comes of that. And like, I understand you're setting a scene. That's cool. Sure. You could set that scene with actually just taking the family hostage. Right. You could, the family could have stopped at the, make it a rest stop or just a gas station instead of a liquor store. Um, Or, you know, a combo. It can be a liquor store too. But the family stops uh, the brothers are in there or they walk in and interrupt whatever. But like you could combine all of that, get rid of the hotel scene and just yeah. really kick off with that. Maybe yeah. there's a sheriff there who gets killed and like so you up the sure. stakes. But yeah, it just like that scene takes a long time. And then there's the scene in the hotel with the, with the bank teller that's just like, we don't need we this. We don't need this. We are already going to show that he's a creep later when he says mm-hmm. creepy shit to Juliet Lewis. Yeah. Like, and again, he's played by Quentin Tarantino, so we're automatically we like, no, just no. assume he's, he's a creep. <laughs> so yeah, like get to the bar and have this group gel sooner mm-hmm. and have some camaraderie, have yeah. some dialogue. Have, you know, have have showing character through action with them, you know, each having their own little style for killing the vampires. Yeah. There is, it is weird, the assault from the vampires happens, Selma Hayek's vampire gets killed, Danny Trejo's vampire gets killed, all of the major vampires get killed in that first battle. Cheech gets killed. Cheech. Baron. Yeah. Yeah, of Cheech and Chong. He plays like three characters. I now know another Cheech, though. You do know another Cheech. Whose name also, whose last name also starts with an M. Does he listen to this? I doubt it. <laughs> if 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 Cheech Manahar is listening, hey man, hey man, other Cheech, you're you're Cheech. Number you're one. you're Cheech Prime. You're so, the number one Cheech in our hearts. I mean, of course. You know, all of the major vampires are already dead, and then there's a weird speech about. I don't care if you believe in vampires; these are vampires. It's like no one, everyone immediately cops to the fact that these are vampires. It's very funny. Like people start. Doing all the things you need to do to kill a vampire, like stakes through the yep. hearts, crosses, uh, I guess setting them on fire yeah. seems to work. But like everyone's on Everyone board. Everyone immediately is like, oh, oh vampires. vampires. Sure. And then it's kind of easy to kill them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, that's the other thing is it's a little too, e- there are too many of them and, too e- and they're too easy to kill. Yeah. Like I think you could have kind of redone this where... You know, Cheech and Danny Trejo and Selma Hayek are sort of the big the bads. The bosses, yeah. And you have to kill them off. Like, all right, you kill a bunch of the smaller ones. That's sure, fine. that's like the first thing. Right. And then, you know, maybe you work your way up from there. Right. Because you've got those three. They're great. They're all terrific. Just have, have them around for a little longer, maybe. Were they busy? Right. I mean, I'm sure they were. They yeah, were probably. very successful. They were in demand. <laughs> yeah, it's it's poorly structured maybe that was maybe that was it maybe yeah. they just didn't have them for long enough yeah this is but pretty... you had george clooney i know this was like kind of beginning of his meteoric rise but like 
fuck. I mean, my guess is, and this is all conjecture, I have no idea, but like Tarantino was the hottest thing on the planet at this point. Oh, yeah. Uh, This is 1996, so Pulp Fiction came out in 94, just phenomena, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know. And my guess is his involvement is probably what managed to get this thing funded. Oh, yeah. Because this is not a a slam dunk by any means. Rodriguez was having success but up to this point, he had done, uh, as far as like successful movies, El Mariachi and Desperado, which both did oh, well. Oh, we have to do Desperado. We do have to do Desperado. We could do El Mariachi, too. Like, those had done well, but they weren't Pulp Fiction successful. Mm. Uh, so this was sort of his big breakout, uh, Robert Rodriguez, this movie. And I think as even though they had Tarantino involved, they probably did struggle to get a lot of big names uh, to stick around. Yeah, like, you know, Harvey Keitel is doing this as a favor to Quentin. Right. Or like, something. Yeah, because he had done, you know, Pulp Fiction, and Quentin was probably like, I can get Harvey. Harvey's a friend. Yeah. And like you said, Clooney was starting to blow up, but he was not Clooney. Clooney, yet. Clooney. Like, yeah. let's, you know, this came out in 96. I'm guessing they shot it in 94. Five, yeah, so probably. like the second, either the first season of ER had just ended, which is actually that probably makes sense. They yeah. shot it like summer of '95 or something. Right? Yeah. Then you know, obviously ER was an instant phenomenon yeah. when it premiered, but like negotiations, pro- you know, had probably already happened. I think most likely the producers were like, "Holy shit." This is amazing. We gotta, we, we gotta, gotta, we got a bona fide star, and we got him before he was a star. Like, god, just damn. as his, you know, just as forty-five million people a week are watching him, it's crazy on ER. That is crazy. That shows used to just get just those get... numbers. That's insane. But anyway, yeah, I think it's like sort of an interesting confluence of different factors. Of like, you got Tarantino. That's your money maker, and then oh, holy shit! No, we got Clooney too. Clooney is now a Clooney bankable is, star. Clooney's a guy. Yeah, um, that probably wasn't the case when they were putting this movie together. So that's you know like good luck on them. Um, and this did catapult Rodriguez. Yeah, you know, he kind of became a known entity in his own right after this. Like he, it's funny. Uh, Rodriguez maybe doesn't get quite as much credit um, as Tarantino, Kevin Smith, Steven Soderbergh of like those 90s indie directors who really like kind of the the directors that made Miramax, basically Mm. the Keitel, you know, Harvey, uh, not Keitel, Harvey Weinstein can suck it. He wasn't actually doing anything. Just, you know, horrible things. But like Robert Rodriguez was huge for basically every wannabe snot-nosed little indie filmmaker yeah. out there because he got famous for El Mariachi, which was shot for $7,000. Oh, fuck. Back when you could make a movie for $7,000. Well, not only that, but it was actually hard because he had to shoot film. Oh, God. And, like, film was expensive, expensive. To, to process. So he shot on 16 mil. Uh, he just shot around his hometown. Like, it was a true, like, indie project, and it blew up, and it really got successful. Kind of... A, 
a few years before like Clerks blew up. I think around mm. the same time as Reservoir Dogs. Yeah, uh, El Mariachi was 92. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, I think Reservoir Dogs was 91. So he was part of that wave, but he didn't get, I think probably for racist reasons. <laughs> yeah. He just didn't quite have the same cachet as Tarantino. And then Desperado came out and that was a bigger hit. Uh, and then he kind of got into Tarantino's orbit with Four Rooms, Dust Till Dawn. And then he became kind of Robert Rodriguez. Yeah. Spy Kids. Uh, the Faculty also is a pretty great little movie. I, I think we'll do that one. At we some should. Point. It, I actually, I don't think I've seen The Faculty it'd be somehow. A, it'd be a good Halloween movie, I think, if Ooh. we wanted to do it around then, because yeah. it is. I mean, it's just Invasion of the Body Snatchers. It's sure. just a remake of that, but in a high school. I love that. That's great. Uh, it's, you know, really good cast. And then, you know, he did Spy Kids and Sin City and um, Alita Battle Angel. Like, now well, he's kind of like more that. in TV. I actually kind of like Alita. People people said it was good. It's a solid little movie. you got Christoph Waltz. I think I saw it on a plane. But it's one mm. I would actually like. It's a plain movie that I would actually watch again at yeah. some point. Like it's it's pretty solid. Like he can get up his own ass a little bit from time to time in these later years. But when he wants to, he can make a good little movie. Like yeah. he's a he's a very accomplished filmmaker. I forgot that they turned from Dust Till Dawn into a TV series. I was yeah. working at TV Guide when they did this. Hmm. Uh, I feel like it was on. Stars or something. Sounds Epics, like one of the one of one those. of those like oh not oh HBO. I I absolutely do not, not have this showtime. in my yeah seven episodes yeah well it's kind of a weird one to turn into a TV show it barely coheres as a movie right but it is interesting that it is uh, the the way it's written does feel a lot more TV ish yeah. like there's a lot of distinct like no like cut to commercial act breaks basically yeah and it also does a fun thing that uh, i wish more movies were would do where it kind of hints at a lore at the very end Mm -hmm. literally the last shot is of like an old aztec temple kind of uh down the back of the bar Mm -hmm. so you know ooh, spooky (laughs) (laughs) and uh that's interesting but like that's not the whole point of the movie it's not some mystery we don't need any more than that it's like yeah why are there vampires at this bar oh oh okay sure that's all that's all i need no no further explanation is needed no uh but yeah anyway it's you know it's a messy little movie but it's fun it's not Certainly not a boring. No, movie. like again, once you like kind of get rid of Quentin. <laughs> sure. Once you get rid of uh, Richie Gecko. I will say, as gross as he is, I think this might be his best performance. Yeah, because it, it 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 is a character. Yeah. Like it's a character, and like he does a pretty decent job with his line readings. It's not like one of those awkward things, like you know Kevin Smith trying to talk in one of his movies. Like, there's a reason Silent Bob is the only successful character he's ever done. Uh, Like, Tarantino, I don't think, is necessarily a terrible actor. He's just, he's too much. He's, it's just... Way too much. I, you're kind of, the whole movie just kind of screeches to a halt so we can focus on Tarantino. It's the same in Pulp Fiction. Like, that scene is like, we don't need this much. No. This is too much, man. No. Like, let's move on. I'm having a great time. Yeah. We on can... both sides of this. Yeah. Once uh, they get into the bar and are, are smashing shit up. And I, I mean, I've, like, there's some kind of moving parts of this even. Like, 
emotionally moving. Like Harvey Keitel and George Clooney's conversation in the RV before they get to the border is like a, a solid enough conversation. Like there's some like emotional undercurrents there that I really enjoy. <laughs> I mean, Keitel can knock it out of he the park. Can, he can fucking man, work it. Harvey Keitel. Good, Good actor. actor. <laughs> that's that's our big takeaway here. Truly. Um, but yeah, I mean, like the, you know, there's a lot of good uh, practical effects and there's some CGI, but it's pretty limited it and, and used fairly sparingly. It's it's mostly used in cases where like it would be so, it would just be too dangerous to the actors to, to or, use. Like it's like CGI fire. CGI fire. Well, also like there's some shots where like the vampires melt after being stabbed yeah. or shot or whatever. And I think like they just couldn't really pull that off with practical effects. Certainly not multiple times. No. But it's pretty quick. You know, yeah. it's like a, a few frames and yeah. it's over and it like for 96 on a low budget pretty solid really solid and the process the the actual like tactical great tactile tactile and tactical (laughs) Uh, wow Uh, i mean there's the uh human guitar oh my god i love the human guitar so there's a band playing at the bar and they're really fun and like they just all kind of watch as as they're yeah they're the last guys vamp- standing and then they just disappear yeah, they escape which is really fun but uh when the turn comes when when we discover their vampires uh, the the guitar that the guitarist is playing is all of a sudden a human body yeah which is great. It's fun. It's really, really fun. It's all like it, that feels like Tim Burton esque. Well, so this movie, yeah, it has some Tim Burton. It also has some Sam Raimi kind oh, of vibes yeah, to it. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's a lot of that goofy kind of like yeah, very evil, very dead, evil to, dead too. Yeah, like so that's kind of interesting because I wouldn't normally compare Rodriguez and uh, Sam Raimi. They're fairly different styles. Yeah. But in this case, there's definitely some overlap there, which is interesting. I don't know if... Yeah, this does feel more Raimi. It feels more Evil Dead 2 than um, Grindhouse or whatever. Yeah, I mean, Grindhouse definitely has its schlocky silliness sort of by design. But by that point, Rodriguez had gone pretty far down the CGI rabbit hole. Mm. And I think that's why Planet Terror is probably one of his weaker movies Mm. is because it's mostly CGI and it just doesn't really work with that 70s vibe that he's going for i think uh, even tarantino has said like those movies are kind of terrible (laughs) (laughs) like he's owned up to it i i I didn't mind death proof but it's definitely not his strongest and planet terror is like meh dude i feel like i have seen next to no robert rodriguez movies other than like this spy kids and um sin city sin city yeah everyone saw sin city everyone saw sin city um yeah it's a mix you know it's an interesting mix of stuff he's done you know jumping from spy kids to sin city this alita like he's got he's got some range he's he directed at least one episode of the mandalorian Mandalorian. so he's doing more tv now he's a producer i don't know i think he's still in austin like when i was living in austin there briefly he just had a stranglehold on the very small Austin film industry. (laughs) 
a stranglehold or was he the only thing propping it up yes <laughs> can it be both like he was like troublemaker studios was really the only true game in town yeah uh, and the goal of everyone in that industry Just there was him. like can i get on a troublemaker movie can i mm. kind of be part of the crew uh and folks I never got there. Oh no! But you were only there for I like was a year, like though. A little year and change, yeah. yeah so you didn't I didn't have the opportunity. Everything really. I worked on there was just real low rent shit, mm. like real rough. So I also, you know, I I knew like somebody who had been his personal assistant for many years, uh, and heard Ooh, some name stories. dropper. Heard some stories, so oh, no. might might not be the worst thing to have not yeah. worked for him. Uh, I don't know. That's also who enjoys their time as a personal assistant, you know? That it, like you're doing a lot of weird shit and yeah. people are just, everyone is shitty to you. Yeah. All the time. And asking you to do impossible things. So that's all, you know, that's also from 10 years ago now. That's, longer. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Jesus. Almost Whoa. 15 years? Shut the fuck oh, up. Oh, so sorry. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> so who knows? But yeah, you know, solid filmmaker. Yeah, I got nothing against Rodriguez. This uh, this movie is solid, pretty but, solid. You know, not his best. I think, like, interestingly for him and Tarantino, it's neither of their best. Yeah. When these guys collaborate, they don't put out their best work. <laughs> it's kind of interesting. Uh, like they, this maybe the, they bring out the worst in each other. Maybe, maybe that's it. That might be because like this and the Grindhouse movies. Maybe mm, that's it. That's weird. Because yeah, they would both go on. Obviously, Tarantino, Tarantino, but like. Rodriguez has done some really solid stuff and this one is just like this needed multiple more drafts this this needed intervention at the screenplay stage because the directing is fine like that's all good like there's lots of great close-ups Clooney Mm -hmm. oh Uh, sure Selma's uh, looking great Selma's looking lovely as usual that big albino python great python work um looks like the python from the britney spears it does i wonder if it was the same one yeah how long do pythons live because 96 and the the other when was that music video like 2000 could easily yeah Yeah, they live a long they live a long time yeah just ask the residents of the everglades where people dump their python pets stop fucking doing that you're destroying the ecosystem. Jesus Christ. It's already destroyed. Yeah. But don't do it anymore, I that guess. That doesn't mean you have to keep doing That's it. That's true. But yeah, you know, uh, Out of Sight is probably the better, sexier George Clooney movie of this era. era. Yeah. Um, and Jennifer Lopez is in it, so we also have more Hispanic representation there. Terrific. Congratulations <laughs> to all involved. But yeah, it, this is. I still have a fondness for this, even though there there are issues, and it's just really funny to me because like this should be the movie that I'm like kind of apologetically like I just I like it. I, so I can't sorry. explain it. Like I saw it when I was 13, got really horned <laughs> up for Selma, was enjoying all the gore and violence and like the the bad. I words. you know I honestly can't remember when exactly I saw this because. 96 i was nine years old yeah that's crazy so i definitely sleepover movie i definitely came to this movie late i don't think it was a sleepover movie i want to say it was like playing late at night or Mm. something when i got my like a tv in my room or something sure Uh, i think this was on cable a fair amount we didn't have cable when i was a kid so i'm wondering if 
like someone was airing an edited version of it like it had to like like wb the wb or upn yeah. or something was just it would have had to have been edited because there are some boobs although not as much as you think oh yeah it's a shame <laughs> Uh, but there's a few in the beginning. There's, there. there's some, boob, there's the some boobs. Yeah. And I, well, I guess the gore is all pretty theat. Like they wouldn't edit that. I doubt. Maybe some of it, but it's also, yeah, it's so cartoony that it's. Yeah. Eh, yeah. I guess there's some with like <laughs> Tarantino's hand and kind of some more realistic yeah, stuff. Most of that is like, it's, it's shockingly tame. Yeah. 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 Interesting. When yeah, did you I, see this? I, I'm so curious. When did I see this movie? And what, like, when did I form that attachment to it? Cause I've had like a, a Clooney yen for well a long uh, everyone time. Everyone has. Sure. Come on. Uh, I think it, I think mine, I, cause I didn't watch ER hmm. at the very beginning because I was just too young. It was sure. too late. Yeah. It was on yeah. at 10. Was it on at 10? It was on at 10 PM. Wow, that is late. It's too late. So, uh, it's, it's I must too late have, for us now. I mean, yeah, it's, it's getting on towards bedtime here. Oh boy. But, but my Clooney yen, I think started with the Batman movies Hilarious. that he was in. Just fucking hilarious and he only did the one and he said he'd never like, do never another again. superhero movie which, oh shit i don't know if that's what's kept him out of like marvel and dc but whatever i'm glad he has stayed out oh yeah it was only batman and robin yeah i do remember watching him in one fine day too wow uh, it went through a whole whole phase sure so well, we all have our things you know yeah Anyway, this is like a perfectly, this is kind of a Halloween-y movie. It's, it is. I mean, this could have been a Halloween episode for yeah. sure, but uh, but we couldn't find anything else to watch. Yeah, although Point Break is now Point on... Break is back. I'm going to look for True Lies. It's high time we do that. Mm-hmm. Um, Got to get to Army of Darkness pretty soon, oh. uh, now that you've seen Evil Dead 2. Oh, right. And, oh, I... 12 Monkeys. We were talking about that. Oh, yeah. The 12 Monkeys TV series was unexpectedly good. Yeah, I never saw it. I'd I'd be interested to check it out because the movie's great. Yeah. So much more to come, folks. Yeah. Get ready. Get those. (laughs) Get those. Subscribe. Hit hit that smash that subscribe smash button. that subscribe button. Leave us a review. I guess unless something? you don't like this podcast, in which case don't. Oh yeah, please. that is something you're supposed to do is like leave reviews. Yeah, or that's what they always say on the podcast I listen to. Yeah, we've never done that. So I don't know if you've listened this far. Leave us a review. Sure on uh, Apple. Apple. Yeah, I think that's. I don't think you can rate us on a... Spotify or sure. something. Why not? Yeah, go nuts. Do do whatever. Or don't. You or know, don't. It's your time. We're not gonna. We're not. Gonna but thanks for giving. You. Thanks for giving us some of your time, at yeah. least theoretically. Thanks for half paying attention to this while you're commuting to work. Bye. Or falling asleep. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs>